2: Shope and the Bulldog. I have a leg injury and a foot injury right now. A leg and a foot. Are they on the same side of my body? Side of your body, yes. Okay. Left. What happened to you? I got stung by a bee. And then I think I got stung by another bee. Oh, come on. I think I did. When did this happen? Last night. Last night? Last night. Who knew? It's Mike Shope. Huh. Just never thought about getting stung by a bee at night. I don't know. But there would still be bees at night. I guess. Not to sound like the flat earth thing. Right, I, would, well, the bees just don't disappear when it gets dark. Okay, but I've never seen one at night. Well, it's dark. And the bulldog. Maybe they would not be out at night, but you disturbed it, so it came out and said, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, they weren't expecting I, I'm me. In here, I'm in here trying to watch the Vietnam War on PBS, <laughs> right. and you're, you're. what are you doing sitting down in the chair? It's, uh, this is my time. You are not supposed to. <laughs> right. <laughs> This is our time. Right? (laughs) That's what the B said. Right. right. So, on behalf of the other Bs, on WGR Sports Radio 550. So very happy to have you on for the ride with me this afternoon, us, me and Zach Jones. Mike Shope has the day off today. A super fun Sabres win over Tampa last night and another game straight ahead of us tonight in Florida as the Sabres will take on the Panthers pregame and our Paul Hamilton will join me then. Starts at 6 p.m. Getting you ready for face-off just a little bit after 7 with the Sabres and the NHL in mind. We're very happy to welcome Back to the show on the Wester Hotline, one of the finest NHL analysts in the business, NHL Network's Mike Kelly. Mike, good afternoon. It's Chris in Buffalo. How are things?
0: Hey, Chris. I'm doing great. Thank you, and uh, very nice of you to say. I appreciate that.
2: Sure, I'm a I'm I'm a big fan. Like you, you know, I, I I watch NHL Network a lot. When you're on, nothing against all your coworkers, I pay extra special attention. Uh, <laughs> so don't 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 tell Kevin Weeks I said that. Um, <laughs> no Problems. So I, it strikes me as as we're you know I'm getting ready to 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 have you on. That you know we we've, we've done this you know I don't know a half a dozen times or maybe more than that over the the few years once we you know got to know your work and became you know fans of your work this I think is the first time we've ever talked to you when the Sabers are good he said question mark with his voice trailing
0: <laughs> oh it's great it's great what, do, I, what I remember talking to you guys what I always would say is like okay so yeah this is bad this is bad this is bad it's all bad and uh, thanks for having me and man I love sports fans in Buffalo. I hope you guys get a winner soon. You deserve it so much. Um, and now you got a good team and an exciting team and a team that scores a ton. So it's a little high event both ways, and that's a work <laughs> in progress. You know, they, They've been known to give up some goals and some chances. Um, but what a fun team. Great young players. They've kind of turned that page, and they're in the conversation now for a playoff spot, and they're only going to get better as, as the next couple of years go by as well. So uh, they will be a playoff team uh, over the next few years, and probably a consistent one. So this is this is great to see.
2: I think it's really important for all of us, uh, media fans alike, to remember th- that, like it, it is just sort of starting. You know, like w- the 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 problem I think a lot of fans face is, you know. It's been a drought. I mean, it, this team has not been in the playoffs since 2013. I mean, it's just it's just been it's been for forever. Um, uh, so, excuse me, no wrong year 2011. I think I'm sorry, I'm botching this. It's been forever, Mike. And mm-hmm. so we want it to end. And they've got to look at it here. But I talked some about this yesterday. Like I feel like this season with the growth you've seen in. I don't know, pick any one of like a half a dozen guys, Thompson, Dalene, Owen Power, Dylan Cousins. Um, you notice I won't mention the goalie's name, although Lukanen, I guess, has been something of a story, at least playing a lot of minutes. Um, but it, it's just beginning, and the season already feels like it's been a success because of that development. Now it just feels like you'd like to see them close the deal and actually end this playoff drought.
0: I think he hit the nail on the head. Um, and, you know, expectations, if you're a fan, are everything, right? Like, So I, I grew up in the Ottawa area. I have a lot of friends and family still there. and my, my friends who were Sens fans came into the season so optimistic, thinking, hey, we're going to make the playoffs. It's a really good team. And, and, and you know what? They're probably not going to make the playoffs. And some of them are disappointed. But I told them at the start of the year, they missed by like 30 points last season. To make that up in a year would be astounding. Don't expect the playoffs. Expect growth. And development and there has been that and so you know buffalo is a, a bit of a similar story i think where you've got all this great young talent and you know rasmus dollin he's been good before but like he, he's in a norris trophy conversation good this year tage thompson he was good last year i mean he's taken it up another notch this year um skinner's playing well Tucks, you mentioned it. there's half a dozen guys you go through um your know, middle stat's been good lately jack quinn so That's the way I would look at it. Of course, if you can get in the playoffs, you're so stoked as a fan. It'd be great. And because they're so offensively gifted, I mean, you just never know what you'd get in any given game. But um, I I wouldn't view it at all as a failure if they don't get in this year because the growth has been so, so good.
2: You know, Thompson is, you know, size-wise at the top of a lot of lists and for conversation about this team and the breakthrough that they've had this year he almost has to be the centerpiece maybe coach centerpiece with D'Alene but on Thompson Mike like last year was a breakthrough year 38 goals we saw the big shot and all through the season uh Don Granado his head coach who should get a ton of credit for the way Mm -hmm. he's worked with Thompson, just the move to center alone um, was seemed like a a, a, kind of a long shot. And it it obviously was a, it was a great decision, but last year as Thompson was having, you know, this breakthrough year, Granato would say, what do you hear a lot of coaches say about young players? Oh, he doesn't even know how good he can be yet. There's more there. And, you know, for some of us, that stuff can sound a little bit like an eye roll. Um, and here we are this year, and it's not just this great shot, right? There's, there's, there's a lot of other things that are happening. Like, wh- what can you tell us about just Thompson and the development and the ceiling that he seems to be smashing through?
0: Yeah, I think you touched on a really important part for especially, you know, really, really good young players is uh, continuously evolving your game and getting better, and he's not just a big shot. He's not even just a goal scorer anymore. I mean, the the playmaking ability that he has with his hands and his reach. You know, how many great assists have we seen him pick up where he's dangling through a couple guys, reaching around a guy, sliding it over to a teammate. Um, he's really learned how to use his body effectively. And, you know, the shots are a great thing. So I was looking at this the other day. You know, his one-timer, it's awesome, right, from that left circle. The, the other volume guys in terms of one-timers that you'd think of, O. V., Stamkos, Pasternak, um, you put Tage Thompson in there, even Austin Matthews. Thompson doesn't shoot that one-timer quite as much as those guys. He puts it on net at a ridiculously high rate, and he's scoring on about a quarter of them, twenty-five percentish, uh, which is astounding. And he also, you know, he shoots it harder than anyone. He, he gets it over a hundred miles an hour, um, you know, multiple times during the year, and. Uh so that that alone is great. And that's you're gonna see goals every year as a result of that by itself. But being able to be the great playmaker that he is now as well, uh is just another cherry on top. And like I'll use Connor McDavid as an example. What could Connor McDavid possibly do any better, right, coming into this year? Um he's the best player in the world. And if you notice, you know, his goals this year, he's gonna set a career high, and he already has, I think, uh, but he'll get over fifty and he might come close to sixty. And when he's skating the puck in off the rush, which is what he's always done so well, you see him now shooting it through guys, shooting it through traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see him pass a lot more on two-on-ones, he's shooting it more on two-on-ones and scoring. So there's another element to it that can hurt teams, right? is doing the same thing, and he'll continue to do the same thing. So, how can I find new ways to beat my opponents?
2: You know, earlier this year, one of the one of the one of the first times you know we were, of course, on on the ride with the with the football season and the Bills here, Mike. Um, but I, I remember around the holidays, Mike and I we did we did a show, and it stands out to me because we did a, a did a show out on a remote, and we haven't done a lot of that since um, you know since 2020. And so we were out, and we wanted to start the show. Like Mike's idea was, I don't feel like we're talking enough about Thompson, and so we started right. just riffing on Thompson. And at one point he, Mike said, you know, we're trying to find comparables and Mike mentions Mario Lemieux and my instinct, my first instinct was to like, Oh my God, we have to back out of that. We cannot possibly (laughs) put our names on this guy reminds us or you of Mario Lemieux because Oh my gosh. Right. And then I don't know, was it you or someone else on NHL network? Maybe a week later made the same comparison and I'm like, okay, maybe it's okay. I don't have to whisper. That <laughs> like, because you. I, I, I've been saying it a lot. He's a unicorn in the history of the sport at his size. There yeah. just has never been a player like him. I mean, there have been six foot six, six, foot seven guys, Pronger, Tyler Myers, but, you know, their defensemen or John Scott, you're talking about enforcers. To have a superstar scoring center at that size is just, like I said, he's, he's a unicorn.
0: Yeah, you're right, and you know, I think Mario was like, six four. Um, yeah. So if you want to talk about big guys with with great all that, like yeah, Mario was a big guy too. But you're you're being literal about his height six six. I think Thompson is right. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there hasn't been anyone like that, uh, that that's doing what he's doing, and that's you don't say that often when you're a hundred plus years into a league. And you know it's funny you bring that up. I, I hadn't heard that, but uh, I did say that on the NHL Network uh, a couple months ago, whenever it was, and. I had built this package showing Thompson and using the reach and using um, his size to, you know, protect the puck, all that, all that big body mario S mm-hmm. stuff. And so I had this all built and ready to do it on the show that I was doing that night. And Mike Rupp was on the, the show before me. So I'm sitting there, you know, in the makeup room, whatever it was, watching the show. And I heard Rupper just say, you know, he, he's kind of got Mario qualities to him. And I was like, same thing. I was like, whew, I'm not the only one that's going to say this. So, because uh, it does sound crazy. But, right. Look, he's not, he's not Mario. But when you talk about some of the elements that he has of what he can do with his size, um, I mean, man, just pull up Mario on YouTube and watch some of Tage Thompson's best, and you'll see it.
2: Mike Kelly, NHL Network Analyst on the Western Hotline here on WGR. So, Darlene, Um if we had talked, well, maybe by this time last year, the corner had kind of turned and maybe the light was fully illuminated uh, for Dalene. It felt like the All-Star game last season was maybe like a moment for him where he came back just sort of full of confidence and, and he really started to turn. But early last year, I can remember – seeing a list of the of like the top thirty defensemen in the league and Dallen's name wasn't even on it. I mean, just you know, one list, whatever, but it it felt like it really wasn't on track. He was, you know, a good player, but not the impactful all over the ice player he's turned into. And I mean, I guess it's another lesson in being patient with eighteen year old guys who go number one overall because he's turned into Someone who certainly looks like a Norris Trophy will be in his future. Whether whether it's this year, you know Carlson scoring 120 points or whatever he's doing, may, maybe it won't be this year. But Darlene, I think, has worked his way into that conversation for sure.
0: Yeah, no question. And I'd have him top five this year for sure. Um, he'd probably be on the bubble, top three for me. But I think it's Carlson's at this point. Um, we'll see what happens, but. Um, uh, I agree. And I, I wonder how much of it is like you're in the market I'm not, I, I really wonder how much of it is confidence because, you know, before the coaching change, I, I watched this guy play and you watch him in the defensive zone and he, he either wasn't sure of what he should be doing or he was doing what he was supposed to do, but what he was supposed to do was just not it. Um, it, it was messy and it was messy for the team, but yeah. I'm like, man, that's not who this player is like this. This is hard to watch sometimes. Um, and you watch him now Full of confidence, right? Making plays in tight spaces. There's no one behind him. He'll still try to stick handle a guy. It's fine. Um, Such a great puck mover. Such great offensive instincts. And, yeah, we're watching him turn into one of the better defensemen in the NHL. And and you know what? Like, maybe maybe I'm guilty of this, but you think about the job Granato's done this year. And forget about the team's record almost for a second. But Mm -hmm. what he's got out of his players and where some of these guys were a year or two ago and where they are now. I mean, maybe that should be consideration for coach of the year type stuff. Like it, it's, I can't say enough good things about you, you, you just put, you connect the dots on, on the way that these guys are playing um, and, and the coaching change and um, it, it's all there. So yeah. Dolan's is another one of those guys that's benefited.
2: I, I, mean I think that's an excellent point, Mike, uh, th- because you, you mentioned the word confidence with, with Darlene. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of guys on this team, Skinner's another one. I mean, he was in the doghouse, healthy scratch, fourth line, um, just just brutal. And, you know, Granado uh, he shows up. I mean, he was here already. He was an assistant with Ralph Krueger um, and, you know, takes over. And, you know, it's we're going to attack and I want guys to, you know, figure out how good they can be and all this sort of stuff that sounds really good when the standings don't matter. Right. Um, And I've wondered and and maybe we'll just be starting to find this out now, how much, if at all, some of that stuff changes when the stakes are, you know, what they usually are in pro sports, which is, you know, you got to win and you're supposed to go to the playoffs and compete for championships and all that stuff. Granado got to ease in here and just sort of reestablish the right vibe with these guys, and now, you know, they're, they're winning enough to be in a race. Uh, he's just had the right touch. You know, I mentioned already the Thompson move to center yeah, um, and how he talked about him. Mike, I don't know how much attention you paid to that move when it happened, but Granado on, on our airwaves here, explained it as though, well, he's so big and the walls were cutting him off. And so we thought maybe put him in the middle, and he'll be able to use his reach in all directions, and that might free him up. And I thought, like, what kind of granola is this hippie coach eating? I cannot believe this explanation. And it was exactly right.
0: Yeah, no, he he nailed it. Um, so full credit, uh, obviously, and one of many you know great things that he's done. Like a couple points to touch on from what you were mentioning there. Like the, the Jeff Skinner stuff to me was so interesting because. You know, he comes to Buffalo, he scores 40 goals, right, playing with Jack Eichel. And they sign him to this huge contract. And then the next year, they put him off of Eichel's line. And he's not scoring a lot or producing a lot. And then you're right, fourth line, healthy scratch, all that stuff. Um, Jeff Skinner can't drive a line. But that's not the kind of player that he is. So I never really understood that one. Um, and now look where he is, playing with great players. He's a point-of-game guy. He's having a great time mm-hmm. scoring goals. Jeff Skinner doesn't get so much better or worse year to year. I mean, his environment completely right. changed. So um, <laughs> good for Don Granato for saying, hey, he's good. I'm going to put him with these good guys and watch them be good. Um, and, then, and then you talk about Buffalo. And, and, yeah, you're right. We don't really know about, uh, you know, when it hits the road and things get tough and all that. Um, they're, they're in a playoff race now, which is great. Uh, the latest numbers that we've been running here, I got, I've got them at about a little over 40% chance to get in, um, which isn't bad at all where they're at now and that can change with a couple more wins so um the one thing about them that they haven't figured out that they're going to have to figure out if they want to be real serious about being a contender and beating top teams um is not to have too many games like the one last night although that was you know a lot of fun to watch <laughs> right. um but when you look at, at buffalo here's what's impressive about them offensively so they lead the league in offensive zone puck possession time per game uh which is good Um, they're also top three in in producing chances off the rush. They're number one in scoring off the rush. So when you're controlling a game in the Ozone, plus quick striking the way that they do, you're going to score a lot, and they have, and that's great. Defensively, though, they almost give it all right back. They they don't defend in their own end a lot, but they rank bottom five in inner slot shots against um, bottom ten in a lot of key defensive areas. So that's the part, that's the next step. Mm -hmm. You know, do we have to cut back a little of what we do trying to create offense to be better defensively. And that's the, um, what's that stupid musical instrument I'm looking for Uh, accordion uh, that you're kind of trying to, you're balancing it right. Dallas has gone through this in recent years, Winnipeg, how, you know, how much can you scale the offense back to be better defensively without too much Um, right now? Buffalo is high event both ways. It's a ton of fun. You want to be a playoff team. You want to, you know, beat the best of the best. um, That'll be the next step.
2: Yeah, and they they definitely don't have the goaltending at this point to support uh, that that uh, kind of high event hockey. That that is the one thing. Like, I I don't know what is exactly how active Kevin Adams will be um, a week from today or between now and a week from today when the trade deadline hits. But boy, a, a game like last night. You know, nothing against poor Mike Comrie. He's, he's, you know, he's had a, had a rocky year, never really been a number one, hasn't really gotten that opportunity here because of injury, and now it's a three-man crease. So, you know, last night's his first start in nine days, third game in a month. What kind of rhythm can you expect a guy to establish? But all the same, I still come away from last night's game more tempted to think about is there a goalie out there somewhere that I can steal just to try to get me through the year and get this thing across the finish line? Because Lukanen's been kind of maybe their most reliable guy. Anderson's numbers are great, but they only want to play him like once a week yeah. because he's 41 <laughs> years old. I think we can all appreciate that. Um, so they they, they, they still – I think they could use an upgrade, but I'm just not sure if there's one available on the on the trade market, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's a good point, and, and like I wouldn't be sacrificing uh, big assets here to try to, you know, grab uh, if there's even anyone out there to do that uh, in goal for this season. But um, you know, Antti Rant is a guy you wonder with a bit of a crowd increase in, in Carolina. Um, Sam Montembeau is an interesting one to me in Montreal. I don't know what the Canadiens' appetite would be to, to let him go. I know they really like him, um, but he has been really, really good for them, uh, and that's a team that gives up mm-hmm. a ton uh this season and so you know can that help stabilize a, a guy like that maybe um uh, that you wouldn't have to give up too too much for you wouldn't think right but yeah sure probably um i say the future looks good right upl looks like uh you know he's still working his way to being a, a guy but but should be could be um devon levi yeah um he's a guy that came from you know the same area that i live in here in montreal and a friend of mine coached him when he was younger and you know, said he. Told me this years ago. He's like, forget the size, man. This guy's legit. This guy's the yep. real deal. And uh, Canada, you know, he, he did well for them, and is and doing well in college. So won't help you this year, but.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think they probably want to be careful about leaving like leaving the pathway clear for him. But that's still we're talking about a couple of years out, you know. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're going to need something, I think, at some point. You know, do you know anything about Vamelka, the kid, the kid out the kid? He's 26, I think, in Arizona. Yeah. Like that's another guy on a bad team that I, I don't I, like I've read some things that are encouraging about him. I don't know if you could pry him loose. Do you have any thoughts on him at all?
0: Yeah, no, I like him. Um, uh, a friend of mine does some work uh, out in that area with the goalies there, and um, I, I think he's a good goalie. Um, you always, when you're looking at teams that are not very good, um, you're trying to obviously get past things uh, like save percentage and goals against average that don't really take quality into account or isolate mm-hmm. that goaltending performance. Um, he's one of those guys that's that's shown that he's got you know pretty good numbers in that sense. So if first pass, you can at least think, okay, you know, I know his traditional stats might not be great, but there could be something there um also a little bit careful too when it comes to guys that are getting you know 42 45 shots and teams have already kind of won the game against them and they're just throwing pucks from wherever um yeah but you you isolate that goaltending performance with the numbers that we have and and you can you get a good idea at the very least enough that i would say you know what i think he's a good guy i think you could platoon him on a a decent team and he'd be fine i don't know that he could be a, a real number one um but how many of those guys are there in the league honestly like I was talking to someone at the network about this last time I was down there there's five guys that I think you could say right now like mm-hmm. yep I give him 7 years and know he's a legit number 1 55 game a year guy um there's 32 teams so <laughs> right.
2: yeah there's not there's not there's not a lot of depth there right i mean and we know yeah. the names right one of one of them played last night and was awful. I mean, Vasilevsky might have had that is a burn-the-tape night for him uh, to beat in overtime by Ilya Labushkin. I mean, just incredible. Um, you know, so even Did the best Stabler guys...
0: fans can, think that was a penalty? Did you guys throw a poll up today? Is, is that... Uh... I don't
2: know if there was a poll. I thought... I thought... I think both things can be true, Mike. I, I said this earlier. <laughs> I, I, I think Stamkos, to me, probably dove, but I can't believe the officials didn't buy it. Like, I, I, I thought for sure that was going to be a call.
0: You can call uh, you can call a hook and an embellishment on the same play, for sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm always careful with those ones, right? Because I don't know what that felt like. Did Stamkos feel the stick there and then decide, you know what, I don't have my mm-hmm. play anymore anyways, I'm going to go down? Um, maybe a, uh, an NHL player would tell you, you know what, you'd never do that at, at that point in an overtime because there's no one back. You just can't. So maybe he did get hooked. Uh, or Maybe he did exactly what you suggested. I don't know. When you watch it, certainly live from that camera angle, you're like, ooh. But then, (laughs) Labushkin gets going up the ice. I mean, he had to kind of pull away and and separate a little bit. And, uh, you know, he got close enough to get a good shot off and score.
2: He did, yeah. We've been guessing at what Vasilevsky might have been thinking there. He's going to dump it it in the corner and
0: change. He's tired. He's going to dump it in on a breakaway. (laughs) Right,
2: right. I I also thought their scouting report, um, you know, going over shooters that he was going to face that night, they probably did not get to Labushkin um no you know, on the...
0: i think the sample size of labushkin breakaways in overtime would be very <laughs> right. small right.
2: all right mike thanks a lot for the visit man I, I love the conversation love the work um on nhl network and look forward to doing this again sometime soon
0: hey my pleasure always great talking to you guys i'll, I'll say the same thing i do every time uh love sabers fans love buffalo sports fans you deserve a winner i hope you get one soon
2: all right man be well thanks for making the time for us today appreciate it a lot there's Mike Kelly from NHL Network, one of the best in the business, in uh, in my opinion. If you haven't checked out his work, you should. Uh, good follow on Twitter as well. All right. Well, anything, anything, people? 803 Sabres with a great night last night. We'll kind of reload that conversation and get rolling again on it. Love to hear from you. Uh, if you're kind of energized by this, the kind of game that can energize the fan base, uh, they're in a race, another big game tonight, so uh, let's pour over all of it here. Matt Perino on the Bills coming up at 5, so we got a good chunk of time here to talk about the Sabres between now and then. And then Paul Hamilton at 6 with Sabres pregame for the Sabres and the Panthers from Sunrise, Florida. 803-0550, again, is the number. Mike Show has the day off today along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR.